0: take your business to the next level this year. Learn to create content that attracts your ideal clients with ease and flow. Let go of mindset blocks and all beliefs that are no longer aligned to the women you are. Hit consistent five-figure months while running a soulful business. And how about creating an ideal balance between your life and your business where you no longer have to hustle or work thousands of hours to achieve the results you desire? Take your business to the next level is an exclusive one-to-one mentoring and coaching program designed for the woman who is tired of hiding and is ready to step into her full authentic power. With Take Your Business to the Next Level, you will learn how to implement easy, simple, and effective mindset tools and business strategies designed exclusively for you and your business. Say goodbye to this crazy year on a high, doing a happy, happy dance to your favorite tune. For more info on how I can help you take your business to the next level, keep an eye on your inbox or check the link in this podcast to book a free strategy call and start planning your next steps for success. Looking forward to meeting you, lovey. See you soon. Welcome to another episode of Unchained Your Strength Podcast. And today's special guest, we have Laura Jane. Hi, Laura Jane or Jane Laura. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm delighted. We had like a quick chat last week, Well, quick chat. I always say quick chats when you go for about an hour. That's for me a quick chat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that's for me know. as well. I can talk for England, so it's like... <laughs> I know, you know? I love your accent as well. I was like, oh my god, just keep talking. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And uh, like, I've, I I live in I live in Ireland, so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of English, there's a lot of Scottish, there's a lot of everything. But I never ever heard your accent in particular. I heard it in like series, like TV series, but not like you know. Yeah. See, see so Yorkshire. Like, yeah. Love it, <laughs> Laura. You are a personal stylist and empowerment coach. Yeah, and also yes, podcast. I am Very yeah Yeah. I love it your podcast called the stylish seal Laura can you tell us a little bit about yourself your background how did you get started uh so everybody can get to know you yeah
1: so um I'm I my journey's been like a long one it's always been in like fashion so I've got over 12 years of experience within the fashion industry um Like I said, it's been a journey. I first um, came down to London. So like we said, I'm from the north of England, um, Bronte sister county. (laughs) Um, So I came down at 20 to London to study uh, London College of Fashion. I studied fashion there and um, it was incredible. I loved it. Stayed in London and got a job within fashion buying, working for British High high street retailers and department stores and again it you know it was an experience and an incredible job to be in you are basically looking seasons in advance to where we are so um, like we would be looking at what spring summer 21 now if I was yeah. working in in the industry, so like it's a year in advance that we're working on collections and oh my God, you know, so developing exciting. it. So, yeah, and it's always really funny because I used to always say, like, you know, when everybody's seeing in the new year and everybody's like, yeah, it's 2020. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so over 2020. I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on it, you know, for like, it's so long, for like a year. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It is like literally like that. You're working on it on a season, but you feel like you are because you're developing it before a year in advance and then you have to trade it as well. Yeah. You know, come next season. So, you know, it was an amazing experience and exposure. Oh, clothes.
0: I love clothes. I'm like, (laughs) yay.
1: So I did that. um, And then, (laughs) I mean, like I said, I was very fortunate to be in the industry that I wanted to be in. There's so many people that, you know, get jobs in industries that they don't want to do. So I was lucky in that aspect, but it was and as much as I enjoyed it, didn't like my soul up, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I left university, which is why I kind of fell into fashion. Um, and what did you study, Laura? I studied product, uh, it's like a mouthful, <laughs> <laughs> so it's called product design and development for the fashion industries, and okay. then you Basically, I had to, clo- um, to choose like a pathway. So the options were clothing, which is what I specialised in, mm-hmm. or you could do footwear or you could do accessories. Now, here's where the amazing thing comes in. So my, what I specialised in at university was clothing. My final year, I specialised in creating a brand that didn't discriminate against women. Um, because I'm, I mean I'm going back about 16 years ago now and at the time uh, like it's probably more present now like plus size fashion mm-hmm. um, than what it was back then and oh, what yeah. women had to wear it was like <laughs> what I could only describe as a sack you know yeah. like there yeah. were, if you were a plus size woman you were always told that you
0: couldn't yeah. dress fashionably and stylishly or if you, you, know, you had dressed- to wear if you had big breasts as well was an issue it was either you had like this this sheet over your breast yeah yeah exactly (laughs) or you had them really exposed
1: (laughs) it was either one or the other one there was no in between yeah there was (laughs) it was like yeah so and I really wanted to change that about the fashion Mm -hmm. industry because I just it was something that I didn't agree with um so that's why I I created this brand that didn't discriminate against women whether they were a size 8 or a size 28 you know and made it really easy for them to understand what body shape they were Mm and the idea was once they found out what the body shape was then they got um like a symbol that they knew that was their symbol and the idea was that they could just walk into this boutique because they called it aura boutique so that's um, taking the aura out of yeah. me. <laughs> um, and um, the idea was that they could just walk in, look look at a piece of clothing. If it had their symbol on the swing ticket, they knew that that item of clothing was right for their body shape.
0: Wow. So it made it
1: really easy for them to identify. So um, i I'd specialized with that in, at university. And then my first job in fashion buying was uh, for a British retailer and they were creating this plus size brand which I didn't know when I first went for the interview and before I had that interview I went to an agency for a pre-chat and she was saying oh you've got to take like these big fancy boards in you've got to do this and I came away out of that interview with this recruitment agent thinking Oh my gosh, I've got this interview for this job this, Like in an hour's time and I haven't done any <laughs> of them things, like really panicking yeah. and um, I had turned up to this interview and I was like, oh, so what department is it for? And she was like, oh, it's for this plus size clothing brand that we're launching and like as soon as she said that I was just like oh my gosh this is my (laughs) my kind of thing so I started saying oh you should go on to this website you should look at this because I'd you know breathed and slept it for the past year like doing my final like degree part Mm -hmm. of my degree anyway um I knew more than what she did and she was like the buyer you know so it it everything happens for a reason so yeah I went into that Mm -hmm. and then so like I said my my degree was in fashion but remember we had like footwear and accessories Mm -hmm. within that um, pathway as well that you could choose from that I ended up doing women's footwear and then eventually I did accessories (laughs) so basically my whole buying career it's just really weird because the the one thing that i didn't specialize in i've never really ended up doing the bulk of my buying career was footwear and accessories something that i never like specialized in (laughs) so it just shows you how the universe works in mysterious ways let's say that it does Um, but yeah i was um i wasn't really doing what lit my soul up and it came like but about three years into me doing the fashion buying that I was living in a house share in London which is the norm um, <laughs> cause it's so expensive to live here and um, I was talking to my housemate that I was living with in the kitchen one evening and she was a makeup artist and a hairstylist so she did a lot of tv film Working with musicians, um, like doing fashion photo shoots, beauty editorials, like all different kinds of things, and um, she was telling me that she was working on a fashion photo shoot that that coming weekend, and we were talking about it, and um, it wasn't like I'd never heard of styling before it was just something that I'd never really thought about and she was telling me you know about it and what it involved in and everything and like the more she was telling me the more she could see I was getting more and more excited (laughs) about it so she said look you know why don't I ask if you can assist the fashion stylist on Sunday and I was like oh my gosh that'd be amazing so the fashion stylist agreed to it I woke up that Sunday morning at 6 a.m we were on set for 7 a.m we didn't finish till 10 p.m that evening so like fashion shoots are long they're very long days Mm -hmm. sometimes you know like it's even later than 10 o'clock that you finish it could be early hours of the morning um and the whole time absolutely loved it the whole time I was like the stylists were putting items together I was thinking well I would have put that with that and I would have done it this way and I would have done that and stuff oh um, my God. and you I just kind of all the got amazing
0: the, clothes as well all the yeah. Nice
1: designers <laughs> yeah yeah I just completely got the book for it and then from that moment I started um doing fashion styling and uh that was amazing I Got featured in magazines I did front, front cover issues uh, worked with musicians and brands amazing time um, but one fashion photo shoot I was working on was the front cover issue of this magazine and um, i it was the most horrendous time of my life because I got bullied on that photo wow. shoot so I like sure your listeners are aware. the the fashion industry has got this
0: stigma around it, of being very backstabbing and bitchiness. I was going to ask you that, Laura, were you bullied by staff members, people you worked with, or were you bullied by people that were on that set just for that particular day? So um, the people that
1: I was working with um, were a team that I used to work with on a regular basis. Mm. Um, And they were incredible. Like, we had such a nice dynamic and... um, Every like model that turned up to it when we were working together and doing a fashion photo shoot, every model that turned up used to be like, "This is really weird. I've never been on a set like this before." Mm-hmm. Because we were so nice and <laughs> you know like friendly, and we we're having fun, and we have music blaring out, and we were dancing, you know, like behind the scenes, yeah. and I mean, And every like model really enjoyed it, and that was our you know our vibe and our energy. Um, the companies so we were working with this magazine. And they were the people that they brought were really, this, yeah. Um, they
0: brought that bad horrendous.
1: energy, yeah. Brought really bad energy. I was made to feel like I was a fraud. Um, I was that I didn't know what I was doing. Wow. Um, they assisted. They they gave me assistance to assist me because this photo shoot wasn't like any normal shoot. So normally, what would happen on a photo shoot is that you would, um like come up with a concept for what you wanted to do and then you think about Mm -hmm. how many models you wanted to use like sometimes it can be one model sometimes you could have a group of models but they would all basically be around that theme that you'd come like that overarching theme and you'd, you'd source pieces for that theme but this particular photo shoot that we was doing it was um about the zodiac so um we the had, zodiac, like, the, the murder, the zodiac. Okay, okay, yes, it, star signs. <laughs> oh, um, oh so. and <laughs> <I'm> like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm watching too many thrillers. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh, that's very dark. But the funny thing is that this fashion photo shoot that we did, it was a, it. we called it Dark Stars because it was the dark side. We did it in a, quite okay. a dark way yeah (laughs) so I suppose you could like you know you take a bit of (laughs) subconsciously you knew that it was dark didn't you (laughs) I wasn't so far off then (laughs) (laughs) no so yeah we did this so each model we ended up using about 15 16 models we shot it over four weekends um so each model had their own Theme. So I was sourcing for each individual star sign because, you know, we wow it had a lot of work. Dark, it was massive. Like honestly, um, it so like even though each one had their own theme, it it was kind of done in a different way. of It being dark mm-hmm. so they're all very the like if you saw them all the images, they go together, but like they're all very individual so yeah it was like an epic I call it the epic for (laughs) shoot it really was and it's never really nothing like that's really been done the way that we did it in in the fashion Mm -hmm. industry um but yeah it was it was the magazine that we were working for that you know they lent me assistance um because we had to run all over London to collect you know items Yes, so I I called it like the epic photo shoot because it was massive and I basically needed a lot of assistance. So the magazine provided them for me and we were like going all over London collecting pieces, just running around. And um, one of the assistants uh, said that she basically saved the day, which I have no idea what she was talking about uh, because... Like, it wasn't her concept. The whole concept in itself was something that I'd come up with and mm-hmm. took to the photographer that I was working with. So she could never, you know, talk from my passion because it was my baby. So she could never save the day, do you know what I mean? And um, it was just, it was horrendous and something that I'd never want to experience again and um, it really affected my confidence and I let them win basically Um, and I stopped doing fashion styling much to my colleagues like much upset like especially the photographer like I said we're a, a very tight team we used to work a lot together on a lot of shoots And he kept saying to me, you know, like, don't let them, you know, like, carry on, you know, and I was just like, no, no, I don't want to, you know, be in that environment. So I gave up something that I absolutely loved. It
0: was completely my passion. And then... That's sad that, that, you know, some people can ruin that for you, you know, I mean... It, it is, yeah. It, it is, especially if it's something you love. And I know sometimes we say, okay, if you really love it, you know, you'll fight for it. But sometimes it, it gets to certain points in your life that you're like, you know what? I don't have the strength to do this. I shouldn't be putting up with this, you know? And sometimes you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I just, you let it go. You know, I say yeah. that through, from there, Laura, as in what you've grown to be now. I mean, there's a huge, there's a huge part of it that is like, maybe thanks to that part as well yeah yeah definitely and I think like looking back
1: you know now fast forward like four years like from that experience I I had what I would like to refer to as my mini midlife crisis Mm -hmm. whereas like what the hell am I doing with my life and I did a lot of self-reflection and from that I realized that I did give up on something that I was really passionate about but I think that where it stemmed from was the majority of my life I'd always been pushed down by people so Mm -hmm. i got told that i was never going to get to university you know from my college people like tutors i got told that i couldn't uh use a sewing machine for this project because i didn't know how to use one there were no encouragement there it was constantly like pushing down and i think that experience were like the icing on the cake and i think push me down to a place you know like you hit rock bottom there's always like something in your life that kind of helps you get to rock bottom and I don't say that that was the particular moment that I went to rock bottom I think it took me to just above rock bottom and then that four years after I was in that rock bottom place where I was like what am I doing you know Mm -hmm. with my life why am I here and like I said I did lots of self like discovery and reflection and I realized that everything that I stood for when I was at university, I'd lost that aspect to myself. As about sustainability, I did a lot about, like I said, I'm going back 16 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, I, I talk about body positivity and I talk about sustainability. And these are common things that we're hearing on a regular basis nowadays. But and 16 this is what years you and you yeah, lost that in between I when I you. I lost that, movie. but I was like thinking about that stuff like <laughs> sixteen years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why am I not speaking up about these things? And you know, I was like, why did I give up doing the fashion styling that I really love doing? And I, one thing that I did know was that I didn't want to go back to doing that fashion styling. I didn't want to be in that place where i put putting myself in them situations of being, you know, with backstabbing people. Mm-hmm. and I'm not that as a person um I'm very much NC the empowerment part of what I do you know I'm about women and celebrating how fantastic we are as women you yes. know I love working with women I love collaborating with women I love celebrating women so I knew that I didn't want to be in that environment where I was in an environment that was very much pushing women down and like had women climbing over each other you know
0: getting a knife out you know to put it in it's your back so it's sad though. So, it's sad of it is really really, really sad. your life yeah. like that constantly and, and i think everything kind of boils down to the i think it's the lack of actual self-confidence because people might come mm. across that they're really confident but for them to act that way towards someone to actually yeah. hurt them and bully them, it, uh, it says more about them than anything else. You know, it's just like there's exactly. something there that is broken. You're not trying to see it. You're, you're not as confident as you think you are. Because if you have to do that to someone, it's, it's, really, it's really a low point, I, I believe. Like, exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree with you
1: more, but I think at the time, I think I know these things now. From doing all the Mm self-discovery and learning the terminology. But when I was in that situation, I thought it was a reflection of me. Of you, you yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I decided that what I, you know, I needed to stay true to myself and what I was passionate about. So I was like, well, I can really help women with the personal styling side. So I decided to... Um, take my website, which was girl behind the look um that was my portfolio for my fashion styling. I completely scrapped it all, reworked it, and rebranded Girl Behind the Look as a personal styling service and you know by all means, the journey didn't end there you know i didn't go into you know being this this personal stylist. I continued that journey and and you know. On this entrepreneurial journey, it's been a very different thing. And I've, uh, lots of other things have come up for me where I have had to overcome them, like mm-hmm. fear of judgment, fear of being visible, you know, lots of things that happens to so many female entrepreneurs. And about a year ago, I was working with a coach, and she said that I needed to niche down And I was like, no, I don't want to niche down because remember, I'm about all women, not about discriminating against women. She's like, no, you need to niche down because the good old saying, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So I took a step back and, and looked at a wider picture and realized that I had all these untapped skills from me doing fashion photo shoots. I know what works on camera. I know the things that you need to look at, I, you know, from having this experience. Mm-hmm. And then talking to, you know, being in this entrepreneurial world and talking to so many female entrepreneurs, they were really struggling with, you know, what they should think about when it came to getting their mm-hmm. branding photos, photos yeah. done, you know, what the things they should wear, what things, what this- you know, what location it should be in and yeah, stuff like that.
0: Uh, would you agree with me? Like, there's a lot of them, like they, I mean, there's this idea that because you're an entrepreneur, you should either wearing the suit or you should wear and doing that pose, you know, it's like, and, and it's all, and you know, you have to look serious and you have to look presentable, you have to look professional. And some people's personalities are not like that. Like you want to bring your best. So I understand having a lot of people struggling. Like I remember my first photo yeah. shoot with a professional photo shoot. He was like, oh, I think you should do this a little bit more. I think you should do that. And I think, and I, I followed through what he did and don't get me wrong. I like the pictures then, but I look at them now and I'm like, ah that's not really me you know no it was never yeah yeah, it was it wasn't that was more me because he kept saying he was like you have to like look more approachable and blah blah and I was like no I. and then you know after I finished it I was like no I'm strong I want to look across I'm strong like I don't want people to be intimidated by me but I want them to know that don't fuck with me, kind of thing, you know? yeah. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you want to feel that way about yourself, I can help you feel that way about yourself as well, you know? That it's yeah. like, this is not to put anybody down, but like, to actually empower people, as you said. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing I, I talk <clears throat> about a lot about being
1: the stylish CEO. And everybody always thinks that I'm talking about being something that you're not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think when we hear the word CEO, and I know personally I have this, this for, but what instantly, when I said CEO, what, what instantly popped into your head? LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. Well, for me. I don't know why. <laughs> it does. <laughs> for me, you know, when I think of the CEO, I think a man for a start. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing that we've been bombarded with for so long yeah a man has to be a ceo you can only be a ceo if you're a man there's a lot of power suits you know if if i think back to women that are you know working their way up to that level they all end up dressing like the men in
0: order to fit in yeah and it's always for amazing, me, tacky suits. Yeah, they're tacky, yeah. They're like they, like it, the, Your body shape doesn't look right, and it's just like, it, oh, it's just horrible. The, the you suits wearing it. them because they're not a suit they're person. Not, they don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable in it. In a, you, you know, i know about me, suits as well. Unless you're in a really expensive, expensive suit, it does not look right. It, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Like. <laughs> yeah a suit needs to be tailored
1: and that's uh-huh. a whole different subject <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can get on to that in a second i'll just finish what i was saying yeah. Uh, so yeah i think them things you know when i think of the ceo and i think that's what a lot of people a lot of women feel like and when i talk about it they, they get very um like uncomfortable because they feel like they have to step into being something that they're not, they're not. Mm-hmm. and also they feel like they can't be the face of their brand. They can't be a state a CEO of their brand. They think that there's like a stigma around it that it's it's a bad thing to be. And I'm I always say, why do you want to make yourself small? Why not make yourself big? You are the CEO. If you if you've got a business and You want to be successful. You are the CEO of your brand. Mm -hmm. You are the face of it. So for me, being a stylish CEO is about really embracing who you are and understanding who you are. So you will have a set of personal values. That's what makes you you. You'll have a set of beliefs and values that, you know, are what you make you you basically. And then you will have a set of values that are about your brand. Now, some of these values that are are you will be in your brand because it's your Mm -hmm, brand after all. But some of them brand values will also be targeted at your client. So what you want to do is kind of like put them together and see where the overlap is. And that's what I call the gray area because that's where you and your business comes together. Mm-hmm. So that's where you want to be playing at on them things. So then what represents them values and that's how you can comfortably be you know step into being the brand. So it's taking who you are and then up leveling it. So elevating that style up to the next level so that it mm-hmm. it is a representation of your brand and you're showing up as your brand and people, you know, if they're scrolling on your feed. Oh, well, on their feed and you pop up then you know even if they're scrolling really fast and they see something and if they see like something then they instantly recognize you know recognize the issue so they end up like stopping and scrolling back again because yeah they'll you know they resonate with you they know that you're an expert in what you're talking about you are your brand and mm-hmm. um, you know it's your personal brand and that's just <laughs> as important as your actual branding for your business mm-hmm. and so much emphasis put on you know thinking about brand colors and what your thought's going to so be and God. what your values are and you know everybody spends all this time thinking about these things but what they don't think about is how am I you know representing my brand because I you are an extension love of it. that. I so love that Laura that's what I talk about
0: <laughs> yeah I love it because to go back to with the you. whole thing yeah, because yeah. you always you say go, you are your uh, brand. Sorry, you are your brand. Your story yeah. is your brand. What you represent is your brand. So you have to, when you find that, it's like everything just falls into place because you don't have to go looking for the font. You don't have to go looking for the color. If you know you know who you are, you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to use my favorite color. Who cares if it's like, you know, whatever, yellow, green, yeah. whatever it is. But if it represents you, what are your values? Like it's everything, you know, related. It comes easy. Yeah sorry you were saying we're talking about the suit again I was just gonna (laughs) yeah I was just gonna go back to the suit and I was just gonna say
1: and so I'm gonna let everybody know like how the fashion industry works so like well how the high street works anyway so if you shop at a high street I think everybody has this misconception that you know they get really down if things don't fit them Mm -hmm. and what how the fashion industry works is that they have set blocks per sizes. And this is also why you will be a size in one store and then you go into another store and you'll be a completely different size because they all have different like sizing blocks that they work to. So what they do is they take the average and, you know, because they're trying to care for everybody. And this is the thing that we always forget. So we, you know, going to a store and we expect, you know, that first piece of item that we try on is going to fit us perfectly, and then we get upset because it don't fit us. Mm-hmm. So what my top tip is: find a tailor, because and tailors are worth their weight in gold. This is the best tip that I can give your listeners, because you can go and get your pieces altered and make sure that they do fit you and when they fit you properly then you're gonna instantly be feeling more confident mm-hmm. so even if you want if you are a suit person like go get that suit tailored so that it fits you you don't have to you know go and spend a lot of money buying a tailor-made one you know you can't go and buy a off the peg one but then take it to a tailor and get that tailor to fit you. So they might take it in at the waist area so that it, you know, goes in. Or they might shorten the sleeves if you're petite, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it's like, find a tailor, honestly. they they will be your best thing in life, you know, to <laughs> take your pieces yeah, and it. get it tailored. because you're never going to find things that fit you perfectly because yeah. the clothes are not making things for you. They're making them um, for, for everybody. And I think yeah. that's what we always forget.
0: Yeah. And
1: also I would say like, you know, if you're a jeans and t-shirt person, there's nothing wrong with that. Like don't feel like you have to, suddenly wear this suit because if you're feeling really uncomfortable wearing a suit it's not your it's not your vibe Mm -hmm. then that's going to come across in everything that you present and it's really funny actually I was in um I'm in a group it's actually a fashion group on Facebook and um there was a girl who bravely like hats off to her because there's so many people that struggle doing this but she took a selfie of herself in this dress and she posted it into this group And she was like, oh, you know, I'm feeling really uncomfortable in this dress. You know, it's something that I wouldn't normally wear, wear, but I have to go out in it. And I just looked at this picture and I'm like, straight away, I could tell that she was really uncomfortable Uncomfortable. in this dress.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The dress was wearing her. Yeah. So the thing that I was looking at was the dress, not her. Yeah. And you want to when you're feeling really confident in your wearing, people are going to recognize you before they recognize the outfit. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, don't be, it's not about going away from what you're about. It's like, how can you up-level that in a way that represents you you and your brand? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it might be that, you know, you put a blazer on, or you put a fun scarf on that still shows off your your personality but it you know it adds some interest to the jeans
0: and t-shirt mm-hmm. yeah I had or it that might aisle. be that you put on a Yes. Sorry. No, you know, cause I had that, I had that, um, you know, I had that issue when I first started cause I wear a lot of gym gear. I spent a lot of time in the gym. I do, you know, I work at home as well. So that was a lot of it. It was like, Oh God, I was like, what would I, like, you know, taking a picture with this. I don't know if I should put it, like I should probably go home and put the makeup, get my hair done, you know, all that kind of thing. And I was like, no. And I, you know, after having like a real like proper conversation with me, I'm like, no, I was like, there is one thing that I like to take pictures with my hair done you know, down, mm. and I was like, that's mm-hmm. part of, you know, it's part of, like, it, I believe it's part of my brand, I like to my hair down, yeah. even when I go work out, because I, I, it's short, you know, I like to wear it down, yeah, but uh, but yeah, but I got over it, the fact that I was like, yeah, I'm wearing gym gym clothes, and they're nice gym clothes, you know, and they're not tacky, they're actually, because this, you know, they're yeah. like, they're like, what well, for other people would be high heels and jeans, like, so my gym gear, yeah, I spend money on it, because it's something that I wear every day, and so, yeah, I wore, but that shows, It shows your personality off Mm -hmm. as well And that's
1: your thing That's going to make you recognisable Yeah. So it's like understanding Like you have seven seconds To make a first impression on somebody So like how are you wanting to be Remembered Like, So if Like I said if people are scrolling Down the feed and Mm -hmm. they see you They're going to recognise your hair Because you always wear your hair a certain way Mm -hmm. And that's your signature thing So it's finding your signature thing, you know, that people can, you know, listen to what you're saying, recognize, you know, because they're constantly showing up and because they're resonating with you, but they're like, oh, well, you know, she, she has, you know, like a necklace on, you Mm -hmm. know, lots of people have been commenting on my necklace for the past two days. So it's like, you know, she's got a funky necklace on. So when I'm, when they're scrolling through their feed and they see me, like they might just see the necklace. They're yeah. gonna go, "Oh, it's Laura!" You know, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. wanna go back and see what <laughs> you've got to say. So it's like, what is that signature thing for you? For you, yeah, yeah. So
0: that's, that's yeah, it don't have to be difficult Mm mm-hmm it has to be something as natural to you know like because I I remember doing at the beginning I went to do this whole like oh my god which are the colors that resonate more with people you know that when I and then I was like oh god come on I like blue I like pink I'm actually looking at my logo and I was like it's purple pink and blue and two different blues that probably don't like don't mix like I wouldn't wear that in clothes or maybe I will now because you know you can wear orange and pink now and it looks amazing you know but it would have been something that I probably, when I Googled it, it would have been like, no, nah, I shouldn't put these two colors together, these four colors together. And I actually like it, you know, it's something I'm like, yeah, it attracts me. It's, it's just, you know, it's something, that it's mine. But yeah, anyway.
1: It's got, it's got to resonate with you as well, like not only your clients, but it's mm-hmm. also got to resonate with you. Otherwise, it's going to stop. If you don't resonate with it, then it's going to stop you putting your your stuff out there yeah and that's the whole point you want to yeah. get out
0: there and yeah. be visible yeah like Cause don't it, put yeah. an obstacle mm-hmm. there yeah because if you start with that little thing gosh no what's going to happen down the line you're gonna are gonna you're gonna doubt everything oh should i post this or oh, shouldn't i not post this? or should exactly. i oh or maybe i shouldn't yeah. curse maybe i should curse maybe you know so it is it is it's just little things okay so um yeah yeah christine okay, christine sorry Okay, Laura thank you so much for being the podcast uh, you've given us so many insight on on branding on fashion on the fashion industry as well I uh, so didn't you know that you know like all that well you kind of do when you go and try clothes and Sunny is like oh why I don't look like the girl in the picture or why I don't look like her like you know she's wearing the same thing and it's like what you said it everybody's shape is different and they cater for one yeah, particular we're all unique exactly <laughs> and if anybody wants to reach out to you to work with you to get to know you more uh can you drop your links please yeah
1: so you can find me on on my website at girlbehindthelook.com and um, you can find me on instagram at girlbehindlook. on facebook i'm at girlbehindthelook page and i have a group on facebook which is called the stylish entrepreneur tribe and you can also check out my podcast which is the
0: stylish ceo Perfect. I will drop everything on the podcast. But if anything before you get to there, you want to reach out to Laura, uh, you can find her there. Girl behind the look. I love, I love, I love that name, Laura. Thanks again. Thank you so so much for everything. It was a pleasure talking to you and pleasure meeting you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'll see you guys there. Bye. Bye. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions, so drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business? I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms, or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, You can find me and all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariackrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, light, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are.
1: Bye.